hey everybody welcome back to the podcast uh you join us today for the start of a brand new DD story joining me are three amazing players uh two will be familiar to long-time listeners one is brand new uh, so without any further ado, why don't each of you introduce yourselves and who you're going to be playing? Well, I suppose I'll jump in as I'm the familiar voice around here, I suppose. Uh, I'm Eden. You've heard me on this podcast a bunch if you're familiar. Um, but otherwise, I, I do a bunch of D&D role-playing type stuff. Um, I recently did my own DMing session for Fallout. That went very well. I'm very pleased with the result of that. And we, there's hopefully going to be some more of that in the pipeline, potentially, maybe. Hopefully. And, and yeah, I also do stuff for uh, Penance RPG and I stream online. You can find me under Monkey Magic Eden in all kinds of places. Yeah. Who are you playing today? I'm playing Boogadonk, who is a half orc barbarian. And uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, leave it, leave it at that for now. I'm uh, looking forward to learning more about uh, Booga as we, uh, as we get into the game. Who's next? So I am another familiar voice, at least as a guest star, and then I did what I usually do, and it's like feeding a stray cat once you get me on one time. I just stay <laughs> and keep returning. Um, hi, I'm Cassie. I am the game mistress for the Lovely Craftians. I've also been a guest star on Penance RPG and on Pretending with Dice, obviously. You can find me at lovelygm-cassie or underscore Cassie. It kind of depends on where you're at. You can find me anytime at the Lovely Craftians podcast. And today I am playing Kirik Woodberth, who is a Firbolg druid. Yeah. And finally. Hey, I'm Lupine. Uh, I have never been on Pretending with Dice before, but I hope to be more in the future. You may have heard me uh, on the Lovecraft tapes, and uh, I've been playing D&D for like eight years, and uh, now I get to play with uh, these lovely people. And uh, you can find me uh, on my Linktree at uh, Linktree slash LupineVental, one word. And uh, today I am playing Miri, who is a uh, Tabashi uh, Ranger. Awesome. Not Ranger. I'm Paladin. Paladin. There we go. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. We're starting off strong, guys. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, we'll work into it. We'll work into it. This is, this is how it usually goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well... Without any further ado, then, let's get into the game. Welcome to the Kingdom of Valana, a populous and diverse nation in the northwest of the continent of Aetrun, on the world of Altea. Under the rule of King Ajik Anaran and his family, the kingdom has prospered and flourished in the decades following the devastating Demon War, which saw the land ravaged by otherworldly demonic horrors and their unholy followers over seven years of bitter conflict. However, those who remember the reality of the war grow less every year. The heroes who led and rebuilt the nation have dwindled, their lands and titles inherited by a generation who have known only comfort. Memories of the horrors of the demons have faded. The insidious creep of corruption and entropy has begun to erode many of the once unassailable institutions of the land. 
Outside the towns and cities, the roads are not as safe as they once were. Creatures and stranger threats still stir in the wild. But the people persevere. Many live out their lives unaware of the swirl of growing shadows at the fringes. They follow their dreams. They raise their families in peace. There is still good in the world. For now. It has been a cold winter in the land of Valano. The freezing northern winds blowing across the Sea of Valar have covered the countryside in a thick layer of snow and ice. There is still cheer, however, as the people celebrate with feasting and fellowship, bringing in the year 1308 of the Age of Unification in the annual Frostfire Festival. Rumours have spread in recent days of a daring heist carried out in the town of Duskwick by parties unknown at the height of the festival relieving the Baron of Duskwick of a great deal of his ill-gotten riches, to general acclaim from those who hear the story. You yourselves rang in the new year in a slightly more muted fashion, snowed into an inn in the small village of Albert's Head. Much drinking and merriment was still to be found, but with an end to the frigid weather nowhere in sight, the idea of a southerly journey began to seem more and more tempting. Taking advantage of a break in the waves of blizzards howling down from the north, you made your move and have spent the last two days braving the elements, battling your way along the highways and byways of the countryside. After a long day of trudging through the snow, you find yourself still on the road as the evening darkness has closed in. You were really hoping to have reached your next destination, the small town of Colton's March before dark, but that doesn't seem likely at this point. The skies have been grey for much of the day, and it's been snowing steadily for the past couple of hours. You've gained a degree of shelter as the road passes through a small forest, but conditions are still poor. So as we join your group, who and what do we see? You might see a, a, a grey-striped Tabashi uh, leading the party, because I like fights, but I'm sort of not totally invested in the group aesthetic. Hmm. So Miri is probably... Uh, leading the party and uh, moving her head around and sniffing around and just looking everywhere. Uh, I do, in fact, have the alert feet because I am alert. Uh, I'm dressed in uh, armor that it it looks like chain, but it's woven with some maybe like reeds from, from next to the water uh, so that it doesn't clink and clank. Okay. And it makes makes everything sort of grayish green. Mm. If I turn my head, I you see uh, a flash of pale green eyes. This uh, cat person is not incidentally uh, loosely based on my cat. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm just I'm just checking out the world in front of us. And uh, they say curiosity killed the cat, but somehow I'm still curious. You're hoping for that not to be the case, basically. <laughs> Uh, right, the satisfaction right. of the answer that brings you back every time. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. I look like I'm dead, and then um, all of a sudden I spring up, and in fact I'm not. Yeah, because I got the satisfaction. So, yes. So I am leading the party, uh, whether they want me to or not. <laughs> or at least you think you're leading the party. <laughs> right, yeah. right. You're I in may in fact anyway. be following from in front. <laughs> I think uh, Booga is sat, he's he's got for a barbarian he's quite unusual he's he's dressed quite finely with like a ruff and 
kind of finely embroidered. Um, I'm trying to think of what it is—a jodhpur hmm. and, and that kind of stuff. It's quite thin for the weather, but he's hardy, and like you can see that maybe he's tense under his clothes. But he's sat on a rock, trying to read a book, as this cat is like clearly like on high alert nearby. <laughs> and it's, he's, he's kind of every now and again looking up and grimacing a bit, like calm down. So you you stopped as a group for like a short rest. Is that uh, if you're sat on a rock? Is that? Um, can, can we do that? Yeah, no, yeah, no. Totally. You, you say you're sat on a rock. We can. So you maybe stop for a five minute breather or something. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in terms of your your wardrobe is not uh, not what we traditionally call combat gear. Then really, no. Okay. Not at all. Interesting. <laughs> he said Abuga was a, a half orc. Did you say? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's quite an unusual sight. He's also seven foot tall. So. Yeah, imposing, despite the uh, <laughs> finery. Out, out of interest, what's the book you're reading? Um, I think it's a book on etiquette. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, he, he's trying to learn how to ingratiate himself with nobility. Hmm. Step one, look the part, I guess. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, you've, you've, I guess as a group you found like a little clearing and that... Um, just to, just off the side of the road to kind of take a breather. It's as I say, it's kind of um, it, it's getting it's pretty. You know, evening is definitely drawn in. The the sky is now pretty pretty well dark. It's not not a hundred percent dark. You know, we're not middle of the night darkness, but it's this is winter still. You know, the days are short, and um, yeah, you were kind of as a group maybe hoping to not still be on the road at this point. Mm-hmm. How about Kirik? Where where do we find Kirik at this uh, at this stage? So I think the group probably stopped because Kirik was dawdling a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Kirik is definitely taking up the rear of the party. Um, and he keeps getting a little bit sidetracked. Like he'll see an interesting tree or um, he'll stop and talk to an owl that has been like hopping along at the same pace. So it's almost like he stops to have a conversation and then they carry on. Yeah. Walking. Um, Kirik is. He's shortish for a fur bog. He only comes in at about 6'5, which is still pretty tall. All things. I feel like this is a very tall party. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he's wearing leather armor. He's got leather boots on. And then on top of that, he's got like various furs and bits of feather here and there hmm. that are on his shoulders. He's trying to keep himself kind of warm. And he's walking with his quarterstaff, mostly as a walking stick, not as any sort of defensive protective weapon. Yeah. He's got kind of, I wouldn't call it ashy, but I would call it slightly pallid, grayish skin tone. Um, He's got a whole mess of this light auburn hair that transitions pretty easily into like a full beard and mustache set up um, you can still see that it's cold his nose is still a little bit red and rosy um, yeah I was gonna say it's, it's you know we're, we're kind of midwinter at this point and you've had a little bit of shelter in this in these woods but uh, it's still pretty chilly um, I think out of the party then so Kirik and Miriam may be a little bit better equipped at this point to deal with the cold especially if uh, if Booger is basically wearing evening wear but mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> 
I mean, he's not resistant to cold, but I'd like to think that he's the type of hard man that, like, just tenses up and deals with it. He's not going to show his uh, discomfort. He's a strong man of the north. Okay. I'd say. Yeah. Well, you're pretty much in the north at the moment. Exactly. So, yeah. this, is, this, is, this is your old stomping grounds. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He, he's travelled the lands far and wide around these parts, I think. Okay, so we're, with, it, with all this in mind, with all of you sort of stopped for a rest, uh, what would you like to be doing? Or what would you like to do? Um, looking up from his book... Um, Booger says well I do suppose we should probably get a camp going around here somewhere there's probably some firewood and I'll go find it I'll find I'll, I'll, I'll go find, find the firewood I'll go find it Okay. and Mary like bounds off into the woods well that was easy <laughs> I was expecting to have to carry something myself well Mary by the way is 5'1 uh, and she's very, you know, like, uh, looks like a very, uh, athletic cat, but, um, she may, in fact, not be terribly dexterous. So. Okay, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll do a little bit of a test on that, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking what this would be, just gathering firewood. I mean, it's, I say, it's kind of wintertime, there's snow everywhere, but I guess finding suitable kindling and things i guess i guess this would be survival would it be a nature check i yeah. guess survival i think really can i just get a survival check from you please yes first roll of the game woohoo i plus three in that okay so that is a 21 okay it's pretty good Dang. yeah um yeah you're you're a seasoned traveler i think i'd imagine and um you you, you know th this winter has been going on for a little bit and you've been a couple of days on the road so you, you're sort of used to making camps I think out outside um, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah over the course of a, a few minutes you're able to gather up enough uh, uh, sort of sticks and things that don't look too rotted and too uh, waterlogged that um, you think should be should be enough to at least get a fire going if not uh, you know Mary's very used to looking at waterlogged stuff so she just looks for the not waterlogged stuff mm. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and it only takes a couple of minutes, and you, you're able to you come back with an armful of uh, armful of sticks and things that um, should be very useful. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, I've also found uh, a little, like I don't know, a little uh, sprig of fir or something, you know, a little sprig of um, like pine needles or something, and I'm mm. batting it around. Oh yeah, easy enough to find. There's there's plenty of sort of fir mm -hmm. trees in this area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Little entertaining self entertainment device, I guess. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Or maybe something's got stuck on my head and like it's dangling down in front of me and I'm trying to get it. <laughs> Just never, always in the field of view. <laughs> yes, yes. And I can never get it, but it's because if I move my head, it moves with me. <laughs> Just not quite figured out how to get it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Spatial spatial awareness, not my forte. Mm. Did we make an oops all himbos party? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that Maybe. might be. <laughs> uh, this might get interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am thoroughly min max, so maybe. <laughs> Okay. Um, so what, while uh, while Mira is off getting wood, uh, what was uh, what the other the uh, the other two of you doing? I think Kirik is going to be kicking some space clear for the actual fire mm. pit area. Um, maybe have taken a branch down and just swept it 
as clear as we can. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the shelter of the trees has been in your favour here because it's the, the snow is thankfully not too deep on the ground here. You know, it sort of had to make its way through, you know, upper branches and things. So it, it, there's still snow coating the ground, but you're able to fairly quickly clear like a little bit of a spot. I think while you're doing that, Booger will continue to sit on the rock, keeping in mind his clothes and not wanting to dirty himself <laughs> with this kind of work. He's glad that the mere suggestion of doing this was enough. <laughs> you're taking on a supervising role, is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He'll just look up from, again. He's, he's looking up from the book. It's, he's a bit more kind of relaxed now because yeah. the cat's not there on high alert, as I say. Like it, it had, had him on edge, thinking that there might be something that could happen at any moment. Mm. Okay. Um, I think we can say then, yeah. So the, the three of you are able to get a fire going, and um, and yeah, is this? So are you thinking this is going to be a, a sort of a longer term, like overnight camp, or are you just sort of thinking, right, we'll, we'll stop for a little bit, we'll get you know a little bit of a fire going, and then is it? I mean, it's totally up to you. Well, uh, what time of what time of day is it? Uh, it's, it's sort of uh, evening time. It's you know, it, it's uh, I guess early evening ish, but it's winter, so it's already getting dark. Okay. I say you, you're kind of hoping to get to the next village today originally, but with it with the darkness closing in, that's sort of why I'm asking how uh, you know how long term this uh, this camp was <laughs> planned to be. Kind of makes sense to uh, maybe get set up before night truly falls on us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think unless anybody else has another idea, we set up camp and put guards up. Maybe we take turns just to make sure we don't get ambushed or anything in the night. Yeah. Cool with me. Yeah, okay. Sure. Just to sort of put where you are in context again then. So uh, the, the road you're travelling along is, is colloquially sort of just known as the King's Road. Um, but it's, it's, it's a long, long road. It goes from the capital on the northern coastline, loops around the sort of western side of the Drake Seat Mountains through a few larger towns like Wild River... Um, passes the city of Lorana and eventually ends up in the southern city of uh, Serenal. But the, the stretch you're on, it's, it's a little bit narrower than certain parts, mainly because of the the, uh, the woods that it's travelling through. And um, yeah, you, you're kind of you're not on the road. Let's just say you're not you're not sort of you haven't put down your tents in the middle of the road. But um, at this sort of time of year, and um, especially with this weather, it's you haven't really seen too many other travellers on the road. You, it's not been completely deserted. Um, in, in your your in your travels, but um, yeah, it's, this is definitely the quiet time of year. A lot of people aren't making the longer journeys, um, so you feel fairly safe, just kind of not going a huge distance from the the road. Um, it, it, there's kind of a neat, uh, convenient clearing of of trees off to one side. I'm in danger of uh, describing it like it's a, like it's a rest stop, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a, it, you found yourselves a nice spot. Let's just say. Cool. I think before we fully bed down for the night, or we're not fully bedding down because we're deciding about watches. But I think uh, before we totally decide that we're, uh, you know, gonna gonna take a long rest here, I I would like to uh, do a quick divine sense just because. That's what Miri does. Sure. Uh, she needs to know about everything about where she is. So, um, do I, in fact, feel anything? 
detecting good and evil until the end of your next turn, you could sense anything affected by the hallow spell or know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover. 60 feet, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, no, everything seems clear. I mean, in terms of good and evil, nothing that you're really picking up. Um, good and evil, I mean, only in the sense that technically Eden put lawful good on his character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> But, yeah, but it, is he celestial fiend or undead? Uh, no. Well, not. No, he's no. not. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think I'd register him. No, you don't. Um, no, you're not. You're not picking up anything within six feet. Okay. Yeah. So this is a good place. This is a good place for us to to uh, you know set camp, and we'll be we'll be safe here. I think. Uh, you know, we should still set watches and stuff. But yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's just you know bed down. We're good. Glad to hear it. That's a, well, I do have one question for the rest of you. We did, we kind of stumbled together on the road, as it were. Where, where, where exactly are you going? I, I myself have uh, reason to believe... Well, we all heard the rumours about this heist that took place. I was looking to uh, give my service to the, uh, the Lord who had had his things stolen. I, I do hope that we're all of a similar mind. Oh yeah, well, um, you, you you folks just just seemed really interesting, so uh, that's why I'm uh, taking along. I'm not really going any place per se, but uh, you know, just kind of kind of looking for looking for stuff, and and you know, I didn't want to didn't want to be in a boat for the rest of my life, so uh, you know, just kind of uh, following you, and so yeah, whatever you want to do. Okay. And you killed. I'll be honest. I uh, I didn't think that you knew that I was there until you stopped. Though. So. Well, it did seem like you were both following me for a little while. I, I'm glad that there wasn't a fracas or anything like that when we did uh, eventually speak. I mean, we can be begrudging allies for now, but we'll see how things go when we get to town. Oh, have I grudged you already? I didn't realize. I'm so oh, sorry. No. I, I, not so much that. I'm really more of a solitary type myself. And begrudging, begrudging. He didn't, you know. It's like so. So you didn't, you didn't bother him. Yes, um, I, oh, I, I, no, I didn't I, hold, I hold a grudge. I, but really, I do prefer to spend my time alone. Well, it, it's a little dangerous out here, don't you think? Well, of course. Yes, necessity to. Aren't dictate. you cold? No, no, I don't feel it so much. I've spent a lot of time out here. And you can see that he is a little bit uncomfortable. Say, make make a deception check for me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess an insight roll the other the other two of you if you want to... <laughs> I was about to ask you how you feel about PvP rolls. <laughs> no, I don't have any deception. I got a 10. 10? Okay. Even Even money. That was a perception. Yeah, uh, insight. Or yeah, you're insight, trying right. to see whether he's lying or not. Oh yeah, I uh, got a nine, so nine? I have no idea. Oh no, you buy it. He d- he doesn't seem cold at all. I got an eighteen. Okay, yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> you can see the goosebumps on his, <laughs> what's exposed, you know, the exposed uh, portions of his his flesh and that, and um, you definitely pick up on he's uh, he's putting on a brave face here, but <laughs> is uh, is looking a bit chilly. <laughs> really. 
You know, I, I, I do have an extra blanket here. I'm not going to need it. I have all these fur zombies, so... Uh, oh, well, if, it. If, if you don't need it, I wouldn't want it to go to waste, of course. Yeah, anyway. I, I, that packing it around unnecessarily would be unfortunate, but, you know, here you go. M- much obliged, much obliged. blanket out of his pack. <laughs> takes it off of you and kind of wraps it around himself. I'm picturing you just like <laughs> just fully hood like the blanket over your head and everything just huddling for warmth suddenly underneath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's maybe like visible relief of like, oh yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean even with the fire going the fire's helping, but yeah, this is uh, you probably did need this. <laughs> well, to the to the order of the watch. Um does anybody have a preference? Um, not, not, not really. Uh, I, I, uh, volunteers take first watch, I guess. I'm, I'm happy to take first watch. Doesn't bother me. Oh, uh, okay. So, I guess I'll take second watch. I'm good. Well, there we go, then, I guess. If that's good with you, Kirk. Of course. I like Dawn. It's a good time. I'm really here for this, like, slightly... Everybody kind of keeping themselves like, oh, well, no, I'm happy to, oh, okay, sort of <laughs> <laughs> dynamic, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, bedding down now, or um, can't think of anything my character needs to do at this point necessarily. No evening rituals, no. Uh... Maybe just batting a stick around. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, until I like pass out. That's a fun way to spend an evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Kirik is going to just fall asleep with alarming <laughs> speed. Just straight away. Just like, okay, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he settles up against a rock, um, kind of facing the rest of camp and the road. And he shuts his eyes and you hear snoring very, <laughs> almost alarmingly quickly. <laughs> it's the sleep of a clean conscience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll soon fix that. <laughs> okay, so uh, well, I guess um, I guess Booga's on first watch then. Um, can I get a I guess a perception check from you then? All right, another advantage on that. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, it's the sort of early part of the night. You it, it gets um, it gets quiet very quickly here. Um, you, you're kind of out in the middle of um sort of out in the countryside these woods i mean it's between two villages but like it and it is kind of you know it's kind of a main road but it's it's it you know you're, you're not in a city you're not in a town um and it's winter so there's not a whole lot of kind of animal movement or anything that you're hearing mm-hmm. um the wind has kind of died down a little bit uh at least at this stage of the evening so um you know it's sort of nice it's as peaceful a winter scene as you've seen in a couple of days at least you do after an hour or so sort of hear the sort of flapping of some wings and you look and see an owl uh, possibly the one that um, Kirik was speaking to earlier just glide across the road a little distance away but other than that your watch uh, pretty much passes uneventfully okay oh I'll wake Miri and uh go to sleep myself mm-hmm. okay and I will sit up on a rock and, and probably do some more batting things around 
a little bit of whittling with my claws, which just looks like sharpening my claws on a stick. Yeah, you whittling anything in particular? Like you, you making like a like a figurine or, or anything, or just like just nah. cutting some wood? We'll call it abstract, abstract whittling. Yeah, <laughs> this could mean anything. This could be it's it's in the eye of the beholder. Yes, it's modern art of whittling. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, can I get a perception check from you then for your? Okay. 16. 16. Okay. First hour or two of your um, your shift passes pretty uneventfully, although it, the wind, you do hear it sort of blowing through the trees and feel it blowing through the trees a little bit more than it was earlier on. Um, so there's a little bit of an extra chill. And towards the end of your shift, it begins to snow again. Just lightly, but it's a sort of, you know, it's a reminder that you know the, the weather's still not great out. Just as you're coming towards the end of your shift, you hear from in the distance a clattering of a growing sound of clattering of hooves and kind of keeping an eye on the road, you suddenly see barreling around the corner a carriage going frankly pretty irresponsible speed considering it's nighttime in snow um, pulled by a pair of horses heading in the uh, easterly direction the sort of northeast kind of in the direction that you came it sort of it barrels past your position and seems to be going at quite a quite a speed hmm um I'm immediately interested is it heading the way that we were heading or is it heading the, the way, way the way that you came no, the, the opposite direction to your direction of travel is what I'm saying Hmm. So, I think that I'm going to tap uh, Kirk on the shoulder and say, mm-hmm. "You think um, there there was a there was a carriage, and it was it was just going by really fast, and um, it was going the way that we came, and uh, I don't know, there might be something following it. So I wanted to make sure that everyone was ready." Oh, um, probably not a wig booger. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Do you think that might be a good idea? Um, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go over to Booga and same same sort of thing. Uh, I'm gonna tap you on on the arm. You know, just kind of bat you on the arm, and say, uh, uh, Booga, uh, I saw a carriage and it was uh hurtling by. It was going really fast, and um, I just want to make sure that there's nothing behind it, you know, following it. It was going the way that we came, and I just want everybody to be ready. As you're saying all that, Booga startled, wakes wakes up, goes, "What, what was that? Was that? Was that? <clears throat> oh, oh um, no! Uh, what did what did you say?" Oh, I, I, I saw a, I saw a carriage going by real fast, and uh, uh, I a carriage. Think we should I think we should be ready in case oh. there's something following it because it looked like it was going real fast at my head in. Uh, you know, running from something. Okay. Well, and he gets up and he picks up his warhammer. Well, I'm at the ready. Um, so, what are we going to do? Wait by the road? Yeah. So the um, the carriage was going was going that way, and I'm going to point up the road um, in the way that we came. Uh, so I don't know if if do you want to follow the carriage or do do you want to see if there's anything uh, the other way or could just like hang out and, and wait and she looks really really fidgety when she says we could hang out and wait because <laughs> she really doesn't like hanging out and waiting but um if that's what y'all want to do uh Miri's here for it 
I think uh, Kirik is going to kick snow over the fire to kind of put it out for now. And then he's going to go to the nearest living tree. And we're going to do speech of beast and leaf. It's one of his skills. Sure. Uh, that's the one that's kind of like speak with animals, right? It basically, except it's not a spell. I can just do it. Oh, I found it now. Okay, yeah. So uh, you you can speak with them and they understand you, uh, but you have no special ability to uh, understand them in return. Okay. <laughs> I also have uh, speech of the woods, but it's mostly for beasts where like I can decipher their noises and motions. So I think we're just going to go on a, like a shake once for good, shake twice for bad kind of thing. Okay. Um, so the nearest tree, yeah, it's a pretty solid looking oak. I guess, yeah, you... you, you Walk over, you say you just put a hand on it, and yeah. What do you say to it? Hello. Um. Do you know if anything was chasing the carriage that just went by? You can shake, shake once for yes, and shake twice for no. There's a poignant sort of pause, um, which to uh, Booger and Miri just looks like a tree standing there. Uh, but you, <laughs> you're kind of getting like a sort of feeling of. Hmm, it's considering its options here, and before it just a couple of the branches just shake a couple of times. The lower branches, which you you would interpret that as no, no. Thank you. But uh, also, you get the feeling it's kind of like a shrug of like, oh. yeah. Well, <laughs> 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 you just you, you're t- you're taller than I am. That's yeah. why I was asking. I was, maybe you saw. Um, Sorry, uh, no, no, the trees don't know. I, uh, the trees don't know. Hmm, well, I, I don't think we've got much chance of chasing after a, a carriage, to be honest. I don't know how fit you guys are feeling. Yeah, this was, this carriage was easily going 40 miles an hour or more. As I said, irresponsible given that it's dark and it's snowy. By the way, did I happen to notice the driver were they like what species they were uh if they looked like harried or if they looked like normal or just kind of needing to go really fast or um, sort of i think i don't know whether we should just go what did you roll before it was 15 wasn't it on your perception check uh, 16. 16 i think if we go with that check because that was kind of your check for when it happened mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think you would, you would have picked out that it's a single figure with a with a hood up. Okay. Um, you weren't re- really able to make out much other than it looked about uh, a human about. I mean, tough to tell because they're sat down on the this kind of driver's bench, but human maybe about about six feet tall, but humanoid. But okay. I say hood up, you couldn't really tell much more than that, especially as they pass so quickly. Um, okay. Yeah. So it could be human, could be elf, could you know, it could be any number of ones that Right. Yeah. Right. But um yeah. Not too tall, not too short. So nothing really. Just <laughs> average person. <laughs> At least yeah. average person's size. That's what I'm saying. And I couldn't see a facial expression. No, not not with the hood up, no. Although I will say it seemed more like a kind of cloak than a sort of winter hood or something. Like okay. it was an all-over garment. So, 
Though, is there anything, I mean, like, is there anything in, in the direction that we came from, I mean, other than, like, Albert's head? Because I'd kind of assumed that they're not going to Albert's head, because there's not a lot there. There but, is, um, yeah, there, there's actually quite, quite a lot in that direction, generally, if they, depending on when they stay on the road kind of thing. I mean, the, the village that is immediately in that direction is called Foldale, but that's more like just a couple of houses basically on the side of the road. Yeah. Um, if they stay on the King's Road, they'll go through another couple of small villages and eventually in about 80 miles they'll get to the capital. That's quite a, that's quite a distance. There, there, there's a few small villages in between, but yeah, it's... Um, okay. As a, you're kind of on the side of a main road here, so it's a little tricky to kind of narrow it down. You know, they could be, they could yeah. be stopping in a mile, they could be stopping in 100 miles. Right. And that's if they even stay on this road kind of thing, and there's various turnings and other roads heading off of it. It's a bit a bit tricky to tell with the information you've got, I guess. Yeah. Only only the general direction they were going. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't really know anything. <laughs> Good thought, though. As I said, the most immediate one in that direction is Foldale, but it, it's, it's literally just a couple of houses on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we passed. We passed through it. You so passed through. I, I think, yeah. Safe to say, you maybe didn't stop there. Mm -hmm. Given sort of the amount of pace, you, you kind of. It, it's probably safe to say that you maybe camped last night on the other side of uh, of the the river before. It, the river kind of crosses at Foldale. The, the road kind of crosses the river at Foldale. You kind of maybe camped on the other side, a little way towards Albert's head, um, mm -hmm. and. Uh, yeah, and then have, have kind of made it just far enough to to have to camp again, really. Um, right, yeah. Yeah. But Foldale, you would have passed that kind of middle of the day, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, nothing really stood out to you as like a, a landmark in there, really. It's just it's a few houses. There was maybe like a little... Uh, being on the side of the road, there's a couple of fishermen shacks and things and uh, yeah, a couple mm -hmm. of small houses and... Uh, little shrine at the side of the road but it's not really worthwhile you know it's not a large large settlement with lots of things going on that's what i'll say it's just happened that's just the next one on the road basically if they carried on that way okay so i mean for my money i think we should just ignore it because it's obviously traveling pretty fast and we're not going to catch up with it anytime soon and it could have gone anywhere if they kept up that speed, you'd have a lot of trouble catching up with it. Right. If they happen to stop somewhere, we could catch it easily, more easily, but uh, again, there's no guarantee that... Hmm. I will say at the same time, this is, bit, this is quite a major road, so there are going to be more than one carriage probably on it as well. And yeah. in terms of like... I yeah. didn't really notice any distinguishing no, features it, or anything. It, so. it, it was not particularly, you know, well, as far as you could tell with it speeding past, it wasn't, you know, particularly ornately carved or anything like that. Or, and it didn't, it wasn't particularly, it didn't look like it was falling apart or it wasn't damaged in any way that you could see. Um, mm -hmm. That yeah, With the 16, I can't get, yeah, you didn't pick up any more details than other than it was a fairly nondescript carriage, <laughs> basically. Yeah. It's basically your your impression of it when you you looked up saw oh carriage, can't see the driver and it's gone, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Sort of the speed of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. 
what do you what do you want to do, uh, Booga and? Well, considering this carriage seems to have made off at quite a speed, and we don't know who it was, I think we should continue on our journey along this path and watch out for more speeding carriages. In fact, be careful on the road. Yeah, if we if we see another one, I guess maybe we could we could do. But what do you think, Eric? So that that sort of implied. Are you thinking of setting off now, or are you having? Oh, um. Well, the fire's been night, right? out, so. Yeah, I mean, we we could we could I could find more sticks. We could light it again. <laughs> it's sort of the middle of the night, right? I'd say, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's kind of probably about two, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so we might as well just uh, hang out and you know, finish up our long run. Okay. Right, I'm going to use the druid craft kid trip and just light the fire again. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. Okay. So, final watch. I guess, Kirik, you are uh, you are on now. Although everybody's kind of <laughs> kind of been woken up, I guess. It's a sort of tricky thing of getting back to sleep, maybe, for, for Booga. I don't know how easy it is. Um, and for Miri. But... Yeah, I'm gonna like pass out again with a uh, like a thick between my just like I was clearly doing something and then I just passed out in the middle of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think returning to warm blankets means the booger. Yeah, equally just drops back off. Mm. Okay, Carrick, how are you? Um, how are you? Are you doing anything specific during your uh, your watch? Or what's the thinking? I think. Idly, Kirk's gonna pull out his little woodcarver's kit and um, start to work on a little wood carving of an owl as he's sitting on, um, like, on a fallen tree that's sort of by the side of the road. But he's gonna try to position himself so that he's just outside of the camp, but closer to the direction that the cart was coming from. Okay. Yeah. So that if anything comes up the road, he can. And you're a little Intercept. bit more in shadow as well because you're away from the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Um, okay. Can I get a perception check from you then? Absolutely. I guess as you're whittling as well, we'll do the uh, we'll do a couple of checks here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, perception. That's going to be a twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay. We'll handle that first then. I guess the um, yeah. I mean the the wind is and the snow continues um, throughout your shift that had sort of picked up um, earlier on. Um, I will say throughout the rest of the night you don't see any other travellers on the road um, it's I mean it, it's I'll say it's, it's, it's a chilly night and um, it seems like there's not a lot of travellers uh, making the journey at this time um, which if anything makes that one carriage stand out for the fact that it was barreling along here in the middle of the night but um, yeah you don't see anything else in terms of uh, movement really only that uh, at a certain point after you've been sat there for a little while um, your owl friend from earlier comes and just lands next to you and sort of gives you a look and then looks at the carving and then back again do you like it? are you using your speak with? <laughs> yeah, yeah I think we're going to do that okay, so proper speak with animals or are we, are we doing the one with the uh, no, we'll just do I, I don't think he needs to have like a full conversation, but it's okay. like a, a combo of that speech of beast and then speech of woods where I can kind of decipher yeah. what 
the owl's response so is. That they can understand you and then yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah um well when you speak he kind of he, he peers at it a little bit closer um i think there's probably a good time to do the um do a check just to see how good your yeah your whittling skills are i guess this would be hmm sure i guess just a I mean, it's not slight hand but i guess just a general dex check uh that would be a whopping five a five strong five yeah. um <laughs> I mean, it's 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 fairly crude. It's just it's vaguely owl shaped. Um, you can you can sort of tell it's an owl. It's doing, it's it's getting there. Needs a bit of work though. <laughs> look, I I just started. I just started it. it look, it, I'll get there. Come on, you give me a break. He, he kind of peers out a little bit and then looks around. You know, he's sort of quite quick head movements. He's rotating his head over like, big eyes and everything, and sort of gives you a look of like. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting there. <laughs> if again, if an owl could, um, if an owl could uh, shrug, it would. <laughs> I guess owls can shrug. I guess they can shrug. He, he sort of shrugs his wings at you and just sort of. He doesn't peck at it, but he just kind of is sort of regarding it as if to say, "Hmm, okay." Give me, give me time. I just started. It is fine. It coughs up a mouse tail. <laughs> oh. Well, glad you had some dinner, I suppose. It's, um... Hmm. He hoots softly and flies off. <laughs> Kyrick's just gonna shake his head with kind of a little smile and keep whittling away. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know whether we do another check for the your continued whittling. I guess, but um, it's up to you. We can just <laughs> wait. We can have that be representative. Oh, you... that one was better. Okay. Uh, we're getting better as we go. Okay. Well, that's good. Twelve. <laughs> Twelve. Okay. Not perfect. Yeah, but yeah. We're getting there. So you spend the rest of your um, that that you know feeling the not the sting, but like a little bit spurred on by like the not a hundred percent enthusiastic reception from the owl to your carving you feel you, you know you feel like oh, i need to i need to concentrate a bit more on this and so um you spend the rest of your uh, your watch kind of continuing your whittling and it definitely looks a lot more like an owl by the end of it as uh, uh it's sort of I mean, it's a sort of lightness in the sky it's not fully light yet because it's you know winter time and sun doesn't properly come up just yet but it's uh, it's getting towards morning and uh, yeah, it's looking more like an owl, and you, you still haven't seen anybody else on the road. I think as it gets, as dawn is like really setting in, um, bef definitely before the sun gets over the trees, uh, Kirk's gonna go and kind of tap everybody gently on the shoulder. Mm hmm. Booga will get up and uh, kind of ready himself for the day. Get, get any uh, rations or what have you that might be in the pack. I think Booger is this group's name that I'm going to keep forgetting is the name of your character in like a way of like every time you say it my brain's going to go oh yeah his character's called Booger <laughs> like... <laughs> well it's, it's meant to be well I'm not going to hammer the nail so to speak in terms of like the obvious juxtaposition of name against what the character's point is let's say well because <laughs> my brain keeps just going boogie as in like oh he's going to boogie on down and <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. When when Kirik tapped me on the shoulder, I'm gonna like like 
shoot up like like I've been bird with a hot poker. Like, oh, hi, oh, oh, thanks. Thanks, Kirk. Hi, hi, morning, hi. Immediately awake. Mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> like, I was never asleep. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, breakfast and then uh, prep for the road, I suppose. Hmm. It's still lightly snowing, um, but the it's it's you know so it's a bit a bit grey, but the the sky is definitely light. You can see you see the lightness of the sky beyond the trees. Oh, good to get an early start on the day. Let's uh, make our way down this road, shall we? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Uh, make make our way down the road to a birthday party. Yep. It's uh, it's tough to um, kind of you, you're not one hundred percent sure exactly where you are, but you've got a feeling that you're maybe about. About four to five miles away from uh, Colton's March, your uh, your next uh, sort of waypoint on the road, depending well, depending on where you decide your final destination is, I guess. But it's definitely the village you were heading towards. But you've, based on the amount of time you've been traveling the previous day and this, you, you think you're about four or five miles away from the, the next village as you set off. Miri is once again doing her her, you know, at the front of everyone, kind of like looking around and just fingerheaded all all every noise and. Being generally being alert to your surroundings. Mm. Every once in a while, you probably see her pounce on the snow, like, and you assume <laughs> there's a mouse underneath. I guess we'll do a survival check then to see if you or survival or. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you're the one who told me you're pouncing, so I need to I need to see if you catch anything. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Um, well, it wouldn't be animal handling. I guess survival is like hunting for stuff as well. I guess though, isn't it? But that feels like it should be a dexterity check thing. I mean, yeah, it is hunt game. Yeah. For survival is included okay. in that. Yeah. Okay. We'll do survival. I've got a proficiency in it. Oh, that was a nat 20. Nice. <laughs> so, so that's a 23. 23. Yeah, but the nat 20. Um, so yeah, every once in a while, your, your, your senses are keenly um, serving you Serving you well today. Um, perhaps the disturbance in the night has kind of put you a little bit more on higher alert, and um, yeah, you're able to sort of pick up minute signs of mice and little things, you know, sort of burrowing beneath the snow. And yeah, you catch you catch a couple of things in, in, throughout the course of this sort of first stretch of walking today, and um, you're quite pleased with yourself. Every once in a while, I turn back to uh, Buga and Kirik, and um, they can see a little, like, maybe a little mouse tail dangling from my lip or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's the reaction to that? I mean... Like, Kirik's going to give you, like, a, a thumbs up, but it's not a sarcastic. He's like, he looks genuinely thrilled for you, but not <laughs> trying to disrupt your prey either. And I give you, I give you a thumbs up back, and then I pounce again. <laughs> turn around. Pounce again. Booga kind of leans into Kirik and goes, "Well, I guess you won't be wanting for rations, at least." Yeah, I I don't normally pack mice, but um. Well, not us. That makes it simple. Just for her, I I certainly won't be eating any. You don't like mice? Oh no. I've never been that desperate. Well, let's hope you never have to. Yes. It's not bad. It's just small. Well, that's why we should, we should just keep a steady pace. We'll get there. I'm sure you and I won't have to resort to mice. If you ever do need mice, you know where to go. You got the hookup. Yeah. 
And I actually do have a, so not mice, but I do have a feat uh, connected with my background um, that I can catch fish. If we're near any body of water that has marine life, I can catch fish for everyone and we don't have to use rations. Uh-huh. Sweet. Now that's a bit more appealing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not really near the river right now. Um, but I figured. Yeah. It was, you did cross the river the previous day's travel, but you're, you're kind of heading away from it mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, but that's a, that's a very useful skill. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of useful skills then, you've been walking for a little, little time. Um, the, the snow is a little bit compacted on the road, so it's not, you know, it's not too tough going. Um, so you've you've put a good mile and a half, two miles um, behind you when uh, sort of you, you start sort of seeing a little bit more light through the uh, the trees and that. And um, you're not out of the woods yet, but it's uh, it's definitely sort of the tree cover is thinning out a little bit. There's a few more kind of larger clearings that you sort of start to see sort of off to the sides of the um, the road a little bit. Um, it's not quite as dense foliage and that. Um, less kind of bushy undergrowth and more kind of lone not lone trees but you know the cover is a little bit thinner Um, can I get a perception check from you at this point from me or all three of us I guess anybody who wants to be looking but as you you sort of said you were taking point and kind of keeping an eye out I guess I guess Mm -hmm. guess perception checks from everybody I suppose I got a 15 15 okay 19 15, oh. 2, and a 19. Okay. <laughs> a decent spread. Okay. Yeah, I mean, 2, you're not seeing anything, Booga. <laughs> you're, Booga's uh, busy trying to stay warm. Yeah, you're, you've, you've definitely kind of, I think, head down, and you're just kind of watching the road in front of you, not really not really keeping much of an eye out with that. Um, I, just... I think he's using the, uh, the blanket from last night as like a makeshift cape of sorts. <laughs> that is actually... Like, tied it around his neck. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of exactly what I was picturing. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you're you're just kind of trudging along. Kirik and Mary, though, your um, attention is drawn after a little while to a clearing on the right-hand side of the road as you're making your way sort of down a sort of a small kind of rise. It's about 40, 50 feet away, sort of, I say a little bit set back from the from the road itself. There's some trees in between, um, but it, it's you know you, you can you can see into it clearly from where you are. As you get closer, you begin to notice a shape in the snow, and the closer you get, the more you realise there is a figure of some sort lying in the snow in this clearing, unmoving. Right, 
that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, the first of our, our new D&D uh, storyline. I hope you've all enjoyed it. Um, we'll be back in two weeks' time on uh, Thursday, November the 16th, uh, for the next chapter. And uh, we very much hope you'll all join us for that. Uh, in the meantime, you can head to pretendingwithdice.com. There's links on there to all of our social media pages, uh, our Discord server, our Ko-Fi page, and our merch store. Uh, so yeah, for now, uh, that's our show. We hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time.